Okay, morning, Matt. Good to see you. Good morning, Malcolm. Lovely to yes. be with you. It's um, it's nice to see a younger face. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I don't think I had access to the kind of makeup artist that's uh, that's no, uh, that out, but yeah, type myself up a little bit. You've broken the rule. The pastors should have the great array of their library behind them. That's what they all do. And you've got <laughs> kitchen instructions about that's how to it. Keep... That's because, yeah, I'm, I'm in the church here uh, in Aylesbury, but I'm upstairs in one of the Sunday school classrooms because, uh, uh, okay. yeah, just kind of COVID, uh, my colleague is, uh, is, is still in the office, um, but I moved up here and, uh, yeah, so I've right. got some nice space, lots of light. Uh, but, but a it's few right. books. I've got a few books around me. But uh, have you got your coffee? That's the important thing. I have. have well, raise a glass. Okay. okay. So. Uh, there Good we Steve. are. Good. Right. And um, okay. For those who are listening, um, our theme this morning is uh, coping with the uh, with family life in lockdown. Many young families are finding it hard to keep going. They're doing homeschooling and so on. Uh, it's quite tough. It's a, it's a new sort of field of operation for mo most of you. Um, the government's permanently uncertain about when to open yeah. schools again. And we sort of live in that bubble of uncertainty, really. Um, now, Matt Benton, who I'm speaking to today, is a pastor in Aylesbury with a, a young family. And uh, I thought I'd ask him a, a few questions. First of all, though, Matt, uh, let me ask you this personal question. How old were you in 1980? In 1980, I must have been five right oh, okay you know, well, yeah four coming on five so, okay yeah. well it was around that time maybe a year or two later that the family von benton walked into our life oh. um your dad uh, was uh, a school teacher up in the north of england but he was we were both him and i were both cutting our teachers our teeth as young preachers oh. um and he came across to the church i was pastoring to uh, to fill in for me on a, on a, a winter a winter sunday morning oh. Well, here we are 40 years later, yeah, uh, grown up, grandkids coming out of our ears. Yeah. And, uh, and you and Chrissy are, are right in the thick of it with your own young family. So perhaps tell us a little bit about your own situation, Matt, today. Yeah, so we're, we're a family of five. And uh, we have, uh, yeah, I've, my wife and I have been married about 15 uh, years. And we've got a daughter who's uh, eight years old and son who's uh, just recently turned six. And during this lockdown, we've had our third child, a daughter, who's now just turned six months. So last summer was 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 born. So, uh, yeah, we've, we, it's, it's right. all going on as it is for yeah. families. And uh, so a few few sleepless nights still. A few sleepless nights, but she's doing all right. She's doing, she's all, doing right. all right. Well, that's that's lovely. Yeah, good. Well, between uh, your parents and my wife and I, we've got quite a host of grandchildren. So uh, we keep uh, keep tabs on each other yeah. in that respect. Keep a good tally, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, now some children um, are able to get on with school work and so on quite well on their own. Others really struggle, don't they? How much sort of input have you had to have in, in helping uh, them through that? I quite like to meet these children who could get on with work on, on, on their own. <laughs> so that gives you an answer, doesn't it? I think, yeah, they've needed quite a lot of input. Um, uh, my daughter, obviously a little bit older, is able to do... Um, a bit more on her own um uh, but my son needs marshalling otherwise you kind of discover he's kind of slipped away and to find his lego or or, or that type of thing so yeah so yeah. that's um so certainly they they needed our help um i think we yeah. found over these kind of few lockdowns that um uh first time 
there wasn't a great deal of support or regular contact with the school and so that was obviously fell a bit mm. more upon us uh, this time there's been been much more um, and uh, that's that's been good in that sense of kind of uh, just having some contact and, and, and knowing we're doing the right thing but um, mm. yeah I think it's kind of been trial and error for us um, but I think the things that worked for us in, in, in both the kind of lockdowns is, is trying to find a rhythm uh, that that works um, and, and shapes a day and that helps our, our kids with their expectations about what the day is uh, going to look like. Um, yeah, yeah, so in that foot, yeah. Yours are still quite young. I mm. think uh, it gets quite complicated when you've got a, a bigger spread. I know some of my own yeah. grandchildren, they're a wider range in the sense of, yeah. and I know it's quite hard for parents to actually uh, to sort of connect with modern you know, modern methods of teaching maths, for example, could be quite yeah. different to what they experience yeah. themselves. So suddenly they want, you know, the 14-year-old wants some help, you know, and hang on, I don't know what this is all about. So that's quite tough, I think, for older older children, but perhaps a bit easier. But um, I think some of the younger ones, yeah, it's concentration, isn't it? It's not it's great looking at a screen. They're no. much more tactile, aren't they, children, no, in a way? So, yeah. Okay. Um, what have been your priorities as a pastor in lockdown, you know, on, on that sort of front, really? Keeping, yeah. obviously, you've got plates to spin, haven't you, as it were? Absolutely. I think early in lockdown, there was a kind of moment of, of wisdom, maybe, for us as an, an eldership. And that was that whether the season would be a sprint or a marathon, and obviously it's proved to be a marathon, we should think about doing things that are sustainable over, mm. over months rather than, than weeks. And I think that's yeah. been help, proved helpful for us, uh, certainly for me in terms of just, you know, that rhythm of, of, of life in, in this season, which can very much be, be, be wearying. I, I think, um, again, in God's providence, last March, we were, um, we were we'd produced a Bible reading scheme in, in, in Lent, uh, going through the Gospel of, of Mark. And we'd um, ask folk, as they read the passage each day, to think about, uh, uh, this kind of question about how does this passage help me fix my eyes upon Jesus so that I do not grow weary and lose mm -hmm. heart obviously piggybacking off Hebrews 12 but you know that theme of looking to Jesus helping people how are we helping how am I helping the congregation mm -hmm. to look to Jesus through this season where it's so easy for us to become weary and lose heart has become a, I think one of the kind of dominant uh, kind of priorities as I've kind of, and as elders, as we thought, thought about shepherding uh, the church. And I think alongside that, we've been aware that, you know, have that active consciousness that as Jesus talks about us as disciples, he talks about all of us as little ones, mm -hmm. little ones who shouldn't, who, who, who can be caused to stumble, little ones who can wander, little ones that we need to make yeah. sure we spy. Yeah. And I think that type of spirit has been, really kind of helpful in, in in just helping me think about my pastoring I think one of the things this season has done as 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 it's given me many more common pressures that I share mm. with other others in the church and so you yeah. know as as other dads in the church they're they're having the same pressures as I have of, of homeschooling yeah. as, as 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 what we're talking about and that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing for me as a pastor to, no. have, to actually have those avenues one of the things that has been a real encouragement uh for me and we try to encourage this wider in the church is just you know I've got together a couple of other guys 
pray with once a week. We meet on Zoom like this, really. We, we share a little bit about our struggles, our frustrations. You know, you know, I remember a particular point in one of just chatting to one another about the need at times to say sorry to our kids through this mm. season when the pressures yeah. uh, become all, all too much. And, um, and of course, pray for one another. And I think there's, there's been that sense of hasn't there in, in general in this season that we're we're all in this together and yes, I think that's quite good in the life of the congregation actually giving us yeah. great sympathy for one another and, and different things that's helpful yeah. that's helpful I think also we need to remind ourselves we're not professionals you know we are just dads and bums struggling through alongside ordinary other ordinary believers you know and it's not going to be easy I think the other thing is there's quite a lot of anxiety about whether our children are going to be damaged long term because they've missed out on this and that and the other I, will, I think generally don't we shouldn't be worrying too much about it kids are in, more resilient I know there's concerns about mental health and so on but we're hearing so much negative news kids are pretty resilient and they adapt more quickly than we we think sometimes and they'll catch up as well we had one one ladder uh, we knew well he had a, a very bad early time at secondary school um, and his parents are really anxious about his long-term education. Well, he's at Lancaster University now, and loving it, you know, doing really well. So, you know, we yeah, need that's time. it. And I, you know, I think those concerns do do increase a little bit when you, we've got older children, and you know, they're perhaps doing important exams or or, or those types of things are approaching. Mm -hmm. And I think certainly, um, my wife and I've just kind of taken the view that actually. No, probably this season it's not going to affect them. No, they, they, they've got a certain amount of uh, academic ability given by God, and that will probably prove itself to be fairly similar this yeah. season or not type yeah. type thing. And 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 I think you know on that on that angle of of, of, of mental health, I think there's just that reality of hmm. yeah, just being real. Yeah, I mean our, our education system is to some. That, uh, to some extent, just pragmatic and, and even artificial, isn't it? You know, with the timetables of ageing categories and so on, um, they're, not, they're not really um, inspired, are they? They're just a way to do it. And I think families are much more kind of flexible and, and creative in some ways than, than uh, they realise. Yeah. Okay, well, that's helpful, Matt. Um, yeah, priorities as a pastor trying to keep the right balance as well between looking after the family and looking after the flock it's it's a tough one isn't it but it's always going to be tough that one isn't it um it there are I, some... I, yeah i i think i just say as well is that you know one of the things that one of the reasons why i'm up here uh is that you know we we live right next door to, to the church that's a blessing for us and i've my daughter which is obviously half term this week but comes upstairs into this sunday school classroom and does her work with me and that's helped been helped from a home situation okay. because we found the children can be distract one another you know even if they're on their work one person's lesson seems a bit more interesting than what I'm doing and yes. and that type of thing so she comes up here and I think you know I, I've just kind of you know having that same rhythm I know that there's certain times in the day where there's certain tasks I can get to but I might be on call as it were mm. with maths questions and that type of things and there's other parts of the day when she's done her her, her work where I know I've got more deeper concentration time and, 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 yeah. and some things like that. I think overall, the thing that I feel that I need to keep mentally reminding myself of, the thing that can slip in this season is my contact as a pastor with, with folk in the congregation. Yeah. That's the thing that can slip off the list. And so one of the things that I've tried to do is just when I'm, when I'm working at my desk and I know I'm having a period where perhaps I'm struggling to make progress in sermon preparation, I have a list of people right 
next to me that I know I need to phone. And I say, right, I'm going to phone phone one person yes. right now. So I'm going to switch from that. I'm not making progress. I'm going to make that, and then I'll come back to it. And it's a good way of saying actually, because I think those are the you know that kind of pastoral care, which is obviously difficult in this season anyway, can kind of slip because actually we're kind of pressed for time and we need to get sermon yes. done for Sunday and all those types of things. But actually talking to people on the phone in this season I think is I, I agree with that I think the phone call has a huge place still we do all this FaceTime stuff and Zoom and everything but actually you can really concentrate better sometimes on what's actually being communicated when it's just a phone call and it's just words you know and I think really you can sometimes get really something a bit more kind of more meaningful across in that way I was talking to two elderly people yesterday in the church I'm sort of helping locally and uh, obviously it really hit the spot with them because they're they're more used to that in a way than um, than all the tech. They're good at it, but they they don't really find it that natural in a sense, you know. So, right, yeah, and uh, just sort of to round off, Matt, um, any particular books or Bible verses or sections of scripture that you've personally found helpful through this? Yeah, I think you know, lots of folks have mentioned, haven't they, in the season uh, that book by Dane Ortland, Gentle and Lowly, that came nice out book, last yeah. year, and, and what a soul refresher that is and just yeah could commend that to to anyone uh, really particularly as, particularly as pastors i think you know great personally for our walk with the lord jesus to be reminded of his compassion and care for us more recently um, i've been pointed back to those 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 wonderful verses at the end of isaiah 40 you, you know you'll remember mm. they speak don't they of you know the lord is the everlasting god he doesn't grow tired or weary but then reminds us that we do we do, yeah. you know, even youths grow tired and weary, even young men stumble and fall. And I think one of the things it's just reminded me is that, you know, seasons of weariness, which so many folks are, are facing, aren't they, and tiredness through this, are normal, actually. They're normal parts of life. And mm -hmm. unless, you know, those verses are telling me, I think myself to be God. God doesn't yeah. grow tired and weary, but, but human beings, we do. And um, even youths grow tired and weary. And, and then alongside that, obviously, the, the, the hope, the, the kind of medicine or balm, if you like, to weariness is there for us, isn't it? And that hoping God who gives strength to the weary, who gives power to the weak, who renews, uh, renews our strength. And it reminded me, you know, it's been reminded me as I've reflected of that, of Jesus in, in Gethsemane. How on earth does he go to the cross? How could he endure? Well, not my will, but yours be done. It's not kind of simply, is it, a declaration of obedience? It is that, but it's also a declaration of hoping God. Actually, I'm in your hands. Yeah. And that's where what, what's being said, actually, in, in Isaiah 40, actually, for the people yeah. there. So that's the place to be, isn't it? The best place to yeah, be. The best place to be. And, of course, that, you know, and that's how the end of that, those, those verses speak, don't they? That actually, mm. as I hope in the Lord, the promise is that there yeah. is a day ahead when I will have strength and energy and vitality beyond anything I've ever experienced. Mm. You know, soaring mm. on, on, on wings like eagles, walking and not, <laughs> not growing faith. Yeah. That will compensate for all the holidays we've missed. <laughs> it that's the resurrection yeah. hope isn't it and so great so, uh, that's, that's good for myself that's really good great to talk to you matt we're going to pull the plug now um yeah and well, we'll keep in touch okay maybe Absolutely. see you again Stop maybe there. we'll make you we'll make your dad redundant <laughs> <laughs> no they'll be calling for him back next week but it's been lovely to be <laughs> okay all, <laughs> all right. right well bye for now then yeah bye take bye. care god bless